I'd love to fly with Chance. That's my goal this year is to figure out how to get him. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to say it on this podcast in case I get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Welcome to What's Next? Conversations with Boomers. I'm Barb Demeray. So today, um, we, we, we being Mel and I, uh, me, Barb Demery, the host, Mel, my sidekick, producer, editor, sound engineer, etc. Yes, Renaissance woman. <laughs> yeah, we we are having a conversation about our pets. So I know many of you, if you're a boomer, there's a lot of us that live alone, either because our spouse or partner has passed away or we are divorced or separated and many of us have pets we have a dog or a cat or multiple dogs and cats or one of each I have a little rescue dog who's a part poodle part Bichon and he was around five years old when we got him we being my husband and I at the time and uh, I've had him for six years now, and his name is Bree. And I know for absolute certainty that life would be very different for me living alone without a dog, because I know when he goes off for his grooming, which is every six or eight weeks, the house just seems so empty. And I just love having a little sentient being in the house with me. I, I, I love it. It just, it's made a huge difference. So, Samela. Yes. Tell me, you have a dog. So, describe do. your dog. My dog is the best. The best. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to say. Yeah. He's, uh, his name is Chance and he is now four. He is an Australian shepherd. And I got him from a farm, literally in the middle of nowhere. I got him as a puppy. He was um, he was a little baby. Actually, I shouldn't say little. He was a bigger puppy than I anticipated. I don't know what I thought he was going to be. He's my first dog that I've ever owned on my own. But I just remember that day so vividly when they like handed me this turkey, basically. I don't know why, but I anticipated him being like yay big yeah, he was like yeah. probably half my body size when i picked him up oh, wow yeah he was a big puppy but thankfully i mean he i think he's the perfect size you met him yeah he's oh, like yeah he's like so did you go out to to did you consciously look for that breed yes. or what what was the reason i've always wanted to have an australian shepherd for a while when I would see them walking around with their owners and stuff they're just so strikingly beautiful and just through the years learning about the breed they're the second smartest breeds in the history of dogs really what are the what are the first the smartest border collies border collies oh. yeah but apparently they are related throughout their lineage somehow so after learning about them, they're very smart, they're easy to train, and they love to learn, and they're athletic if you give them the proper exercise. They're so talented and skilled in that respect that they just, they're just amazing creatures. And so the day that I decided I was getting a dog, I didn't really know that I was doing it right there and then. Like I was just kind of looking online 
looking at different breeders, etc. A lot of them didn't want me to have an Australian Shepherd because I lived in the city and I lived in a building mm -hmm. and they're very much like, no, absolutely not. Australian Shepherds thrive with, um, you know, you have to have a, a house and you have to have a backyard, etc. Um, so I kept that in mind because, you know, if I really wanted this dog, I have to be prepared to be going to the park every day for an extended period of time. But I will say, like, he definitely forced me to be active because they're working breed. Australian Shepherds are working dogs. They really require a purpose and a job, or at least you have to give them what they think could be their job. So Chance, I think, thinks that his job is running and catching frisbees and doing tricks and all of that every day we'll we do that for at least an hour a day actually more and he's very good at his job he's very good at his job he's very, <laughs> he's very good, good at, good his, at job. his job and honestly like right. he definitely it's gonna sound so cheesy and corny but he saved my life in more ways than i can explain because wow. Before I got him, I just, um, I personally have anxiety and I, and I suffer from chronic depression and I will say like having him, it helped with that because it took me out of my own internal chaos because now I have to worry about this other being that just depends on me literally for everything, for mm -hmm. his basic needs and his fun and his you know, his overall well-being. and He's your child. He's my child, yeah. And he's literally attached at my hip right now. He's like lying down next to me. Because he's my first dog, like the first year of his puppyhood was so hard. One of the hardest things I've ever done. But also was so cool to see him learn and like watch him experience the world you know like everything was brand new to him like watching him play with like a pop can that he found on the road mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i found so entertaining endlessly entertaining so that's chance Again, so much like a child yeah really yeah it's just sort of discovering yeah. new things yeah. things that you know you take for granted and into oh, that for little sure. child for sure yeah. Oh, what's this? Exactly. Well, there are many reasons for owning a pet. And we had a dog for 15 years with when the kids were growing up and got him as a pup. What and kind? It was a Maltese poodle. Okay. Not not a rescue. So a smaller, and, and he a was, smaller he, dog. A, a small dog. Yeah. He was neurotic terrible separation anxiety oh, he no. was he was difficult but we sort of determined that he was taken away from his mother too early oh. and uh and, and he was taken we got him at six weeks and we probably should have got him at eight weeks oh yeah usually they do recommend eight weeks i know i know um he wouldn't walk with anybody except us he wouldn't stay with anybody except us um he he uh, just freaked out in the car oh man there was just all sorts of things Bree, on the other hand, is the easiest, and I had dogs all my life. He is yeah. the easiest dog I have ever owned in my life. Wow. Number one, he barely ever barks. Literally a month can go by and he does not bark. 
He doesn't bark when anybody comes to the door. He doesn't. He'll bark a bit with excitement once in a while when I when I he hears me coming into the garage. That's once in a blue moon. He is just so chill and so yeah. And he knows, you know, I'm sure Chance knows your routine. Bree knows my routine. You know, in the morning we do this and then we do this and then we do this. And I always have a little nap in the afternoon and I just to lie on that couch, not that one. Yeah. It's got to be at a certain time. And if he thinks I've forgotten or, you know, what are we doing? We're supposed to be taking a nap and he likes, you know, we go to bed together. (laughs) We get up to, he doesn't budge until I get up. Oh, that's good. I know we're 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 just we're just a little twosome here, right? And it's the best, the best. Yeah, I I mean since the death of my husband and and that was hard. He was just completely in love with him, so he really only knew him for a year. Yeah. Do you think he sensed that something was wrong? You like know, when when Serge was sick, he probably he most likely did, but I don't think that I was very much in tuned with that because I really depended on his company. <laughs> Oh, uh, the dog. And and I'm sure you have found this too is when when you have a dog, like when you have young children, you talk to other people with dogs. Mm-hmm. How old is your dog? Oh, what kind of dog is that? Yeah. And what's his name? What's her yeah. name? Yeah, totally. Now, have you ever known anybody in your life, any sentient being that is as loyal as Chance? No, no, definitely not. No. He's no. my best friend. He's the best friend I've ever ever had in my whole entire life. Well, right. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you've been gone for five hours or five minutes. They're just as elated to see you. Yeah. These dogs. Totally. They're like babies forever. Yeah. So I would say, you know, adjusting to life on my own Mm -hmm. certainly has been a big adjustment. But the fact that I have a lot of close friends has helped enormously. And also, I know because I have a dog. Yeah. Do you take him everywhere or you can't? I think you can because he's smaller. You can get away with most He's most of the time. There's certain houses I can take him to. There's people that, there's friends that I, that I visit that I can take him with. And I, you know, I take him to Mark and Jory's all the time. And um, But like if you go shopping or whatever, let's say, is that a thing in Vancouver? Uh, well, lots of times he, I take him in the car and he stays in the car. But um, Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He used to, he used to, when I'd say, do you want to go in the car? He'd leap up and, and, and jump in the car, but he doesn't do that so much anymore. And, and I think it's because he thinks I'm going to take him to the groomers and he doesn't like going to the groomers because oh. he suddenly <laughs> doesn't want to go in the car anymore. <laughs> I, I took him to the groomers today and oh my, I had to carry him. Which, you know, kind of makes me suspicious. What are they doing? He's always so happy to see me when I come and he looks great and everything. But yeah, I just can't emphasize enough the the comfort that mm. when you are living alone, that owning a pet gives you. My mom was crazy about dogs and right. she always had a dog. And she and my dad had a dog named, he was kind of a rescue to Mikey. And then my dad died, and then Mikey lived for, I don't know, another seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. My mom was more distraught emotionally than when, after the death of Mikey. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was so close to... Well, I think it's because, that just like you said, Mikey became her best friend, mm-hmm. became her comfort, became her purpose. Yes. Um, they, do give you, they do give you another purpose. You have to... Yeah. Bree is diabetic, so mm-hmm. I have to... You know, I have to give him needles twice a day. Um, right. 
he has special food. Right. I have to monitor when he eats. Right. Um, and how much you he know, eats. make sure that it, uh, how much he eats and, and yeah. that, you know, any treat that he's given has to be um, just pure right liver or, oh, or yeah. beef or something. Um, That's what I give chance yeah. to. I don't try to give him. I try to avoid anything with ingredients that I can't pronounce. Because if I don't know what it is, I certainly don't want him eating something that I can't even, you know, that I have to Google schmoogle. Like, I don't want to have to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, we don't want to do that with ourselves either. Exactly. And we'll be right back. I know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. Do you talk to your dog? All the time. All the I always time. have these one, <laughs> all, I have this one-sided conversations with him all the time. And I'm pretty sure he understands me. Does he? He's smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows the names of his toys. He knows, he knows a lot. Yeah. Well, I don't, I say things like, okay, we're going to, we're going to have, we're going to do this. And then we're going to do that. And I'm just going to throw in a laundry. And then we'll do <laughs> Yeah. And to be honest with you, okay, on the topic of like talking to your dog. So I tried to trick him the other day, like talking to him in gibberish. I was just like, sana, 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 sana. <laughs> and he looked at me like, are you okay? <laughs> he knew you weren't speaking English. Yeah. He was like, what are you saying? <laughs> That doesn't sound like walk to the park or... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's his favorite word. Do you talk to him like a baby? No. No, I talk to him oh. like, a, like a person. I talk to my dog like he's a baby. <laughs> well, you know, we all have our ways. We all have our... they And they adjust to whoever we are. I mean, that's another thing. They accept us. You know, it's unconditional love. Absolutely yeah. unconditional. Yeah. They just... Nothing bugs them. Mm-hmm. that we do or say someone reached out to me during the pandemic because um their dad as a social worker somewhere in northern ontario anyway like this person that one of his like um i guess clients has like substance abuse problems etc and he had a dog who was an australian shepherd and apparently um this dog was left in his house or like his apartment or something and the dog hadn't eaten for like days i don't know what happened to the owner but he disappeared for an extended period of time and my friend's dad basically had to go into this guy's house to check on his dog and the dog was in like such a pigsty like the apartment was just in such a disarray anyway so the dad was basically asking like, oh, do you think your friend, me, because I have an Aussie, would want to like help with taking care of the dog kind of thing if we if we took him with us, you know, to kind of like foster. And of course, I was like, yeah, like I would foster this dog. But the dog did not want to leave because Aww. he was still Attached. waiting for his person. Yeah. Which was like so like gut wrenching. And also, of course, because the man... I'm sure, like, depended on the dog more than just for, you know, company, considering his situation, his addiction, etc. But, yeah, so 
my friend's dad just kept going back to the house, making sure he got a walk, was fed, etc., until the person was better. Wow. Because he didn't want to he didn't want to abandon him. So like despite all of that, he was so loyal. That doesn't surprise me. Dogs are very, very loyal to their owners. Yeah. Um, without prejudice. Without prejudice. Uh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we have a lot of homeless people here in Vancouver and that, you know, live on the streets. And many of them are sitting there with their dog with, you know, that are off. Yeah. They're not on leash. They're just lying down beside their owner. Dogs are, they're a great stress reliever. Mm-hmm. They're an incredible tonic. Oftentimes, and you've seen news clips of this kind of thing, when a dog is allowed into a hospital room and how healing a dog can be and how much comfort yeah. a dog can be to an owner. Yeah. But I have a friend. Well, you know, you know Simona, my French teacher. Mm-hmm. She's been on. Yeah, of course. Yeah, she has two cats who she's very, very attached to. She also lives alone. Yeah. And we were talking about you know, what those cats do for her. And, and and she said the same thing, how dependent they are on her and just mm-hmm. how how soothing they are and, you know, the sound of the purring and just petting mm-hmm. them. And I don't think, I don't think we can overestimate the multitude of benefits a pet give you when you're living alone. I mean, they do anyway with a group. Yeah. And but love. Spe- yes, yes. They they love you. And unconditionally. Unconditionally. It's the truest display of unconditional love. It is. It's the ultimate. Yeah, even like parents, as much as like we want to think, oh, parents love their kids unconditionally. When I did something bad, you know, they certainly didn't show me that they loved me. Right. There's still like parameters to experiencing love even in romantic love right sure. there's certain things people can say or do or not say or not do where you exactly. do not feel loved yeah exactly yeah but with dogs they have they they just want to love they just, they just want love. yes they just want to love yes yeah. they just want to love you they just want to be around you so Chance is the first dog you've had on your own. Yes. Did you have dogs growing up? My grandmother did. And like I was around my grandmother a lot. She also loves dogs. She always had dogs. She had at least two. And I think my love for dogs was definitely all because of her. Hmm. Hmm. And she loves dogs. She loves dogs. She just has this like, she just lights up in a different I mean my grandmother is a queen and she's like I've always kind of like revered her in a different way and she's always had that glow about her but she just has this like different glow about her and like her eyes light up when she's around her pets or when she's when she sees um dogs wow my mom was like that yeah she just and I Mm -hmm. often think how much my mom would just love Brie because Brie is is such a calm polite um <laughs> just such yeah. a chill just a good dog just like a oh, boy yeah 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 but i have had many dogs so i grew up with dogs and as i say we had a dog here in you know my surgeon my 
me and the kids had a dog for 15 years. Every dog, like people, every dog is completely different in their personality, their their likes and their mm-hmm. dislikes. And mm-hmm. I often think about our other dog, who I told you about, Jesse, who just went nuts in the car. We couldn't take him anywhere. Bree, you sometimes forget that he's in the car. I have to look sort of, oh, right, you still are here. I mean, doesn't make up. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just sits there, doesn't make a sound. That's and so great. I know. Does he have a little caddy, like a like a car seat? No, no. He just sits. He just sits in the seat beside me, and you know, sort of. He sort of goes into sphinx pose. <laughs> oh, okay. The yoga pose, just yeah, just sits perfectly. D- doesn't doesn't barely moves a muscle. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Chance loves drives. Does he? He's like a dog's dog. Oh yeah, he sticks his head out the window. He loves it. Loves it. Oh, oh, anybody, anybody that's had dogs or has dogs, they have dog stories. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's a number of dogs here in, because uh, I live in a, in a townhouse complex. And mm-hmm. so I know a lot of the owners with dogs and, you know, and sometimes I know the dog's name and, and I don't know the owner's name. Not the people. <laughs> Not the people. No, you don't like, need to know the people's name. There's a little that lives here and his name is her. Her name is Peggy. I know who Peggy is, but don't ask me the name of her I love owners. That. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I know. There, there's uh, dogs' names are really are really fun, but I just, I just, you know, I I have realized more and more and more as the years go on how, what a difference it's made for me to adjust to living on my own and being single, um, having a dog, and and. Mm-hmm. you know having a purpose I mean I feel like I do have a purpose but I mean as you say they are a hundred percent dependent on you and yeah. I like to walk every day regardless of having a dog or not but when you have a dog you've I mean trust me Bree does not do any tricks he doesn't even know what to do if he wouldn't know what to do if I threw a ball <laughs> he'd have no clue <laughs> But he does like to walk. It's He'd be like, "You get it. You, you threw get it. it. What you are you doing? It. What? Did, what was this? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I live next to a field, and there's a bunch of dogs. There's dogs that play out there, and and you know, he just sort of looks at. What are you? What are you doing? What are you running around, jumping? Do you let him socialize with other dogs? Like you let him play? Do you take him to like dog parks and stuff, or is that's not his style? Well, I used to take him to a dog park, but the dog park that I was going to also had very big dogs, and they would run mm. so fast, and I was sometimes afraid of getting knocked over. Oh, I've gotten knocked over. You did get knocked over? Oh, yeah. Bree, the last time we went, he was hiding under the bench. and Oh, he's like, this sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was he was sitting under a bench one time, afraid. I thought, this is no good. There's too many dogs that are just way too big. So, but, you know, we, we encounter many dogs en route on our walks and we stop and sniff and say hello and say hi, say hi. And, and yeah. Do do you find it funny when people like don't let their dogs say hi to, say hi to your dog? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Lots of times people ask permission. Can they, can they say hello? Sure. I guess because your dog is smaller. Yeah. He's only about 12 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Because it changes the dynamic because because chances i don't know he's he's not large but he's not small no he's, he's definitely kind of a medium sized perfect dog. yeah he's like the cusp he's on the cusp of medium medium large yeah 
Scorpio. It's so funny, like thinking about this now, like there's a specific kind of etiquette when you're approaching another dog owner on the street. Mm -hmm. And like some people really like hold on to their dog when they're sniffing another dog's butt. They're like, don't do that. Oh, it's like, that's how they say hi. (laughs) That's how they say hi. That's right. That's how they say hi. Yeah. Because there's glands on their bums that apparently is like their ID. Oh, Oh, I didn't mm. know that. They certainly smell bums a lot. Yeah, that's why they smell the bums, because they're trying to sniff that gland. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, well, what more can we say? Except, you know, we can't emphasize enough the the advantages. Yes, you know, when you go away, it is, you have to find care. No, cats are easy. Yeah. Dogs, you have to find care for your dog. And you most of the time, you pay for that care, unless you're lucky Do enough you? to have somebody that will... Yep, yep, yeah. Like you go, you pay for boarding and stuff. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm really lucky. There, one of the women that works at the vet, she is a complete dog person, and she has no problem with the needles. Okay. So she looks after she looks after Bree. She's looked after him about three or four times now, and uh, it's fantastic because she and I just drop him off at the vet when she's working and and pick him up at the vet when I come back. And, oh, yeah, because that's it's nice. really hard to get somebody else to look after your dog when they have to inject a needle yeah. twice a day. When they have, uh, but they need specific medical attention. Yeah. Have you ever flown with him? Never. Oh. You'd never? I I don't want to put him in a big crate in the baggage area, but I think he's small. I don't but know. I think, I, just, he, I think he's small enough to ride with you in like a carry. A, I probably people have suggested that but no I haven't it's just easier to and and one thing that he doesn't he when he eats his food he he prefers to eat it here he doesn't eat at somebody else's house it's really strange so when he's at (laughs) your vet tech's house she had to she had to find a way to get him to eat she uh, crunched up his treats and mixed them all in with the food and so that's how she got him to eat you know he won't eat when i take him to mark and jory's he he adores my neighbors adores them and he won't eat at their house i'd love to fly with chance that's my goal this year is to figure out how to get him uh you know what i'm not gonna say it on this podcast in case i get in trouble (laughs) (laughs) okay okay Anyway, this is just a, a sh- short, sweet little pod to, to shout out to dog owners and dog lovers, people who live alone and, and, and you know, love living with their dogs and, and really appreciate all that dogs and cats, pets provide when you're, when you're living alone. Yes, so, and I highly um, recommend it if you're solo dolo. I do too, absolutely. What's Next is written and created by Barb Demeray. It is produced, edited, and engineered by Mella. If you like the show, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you stream your podcast. Thank you for listening.